Hi guys, and welcome to Mouthful Monday. I am your host, Taylor, and we are here to get weird and magical. Now I'm going to ask you to keep your mind and heart open as I give you a mouthful of information while on my quest to finding the mysteries of this universe. So breathe, relax, and enjoy the vibration of waves hitting your eardrums. Hi guys and welcome back to Mouthful Monday and if you're new here, hi, welcome, I'm so happy that you're here with me. Um, <laughs> we are on episode 3 and this episode is going to be dealing with kundalini, uh, kundalini energy. I don't know why that word wouldn't come out of my mouth, but yeah, that's what we're talking about this week. I wanted to talk about it because I just got introduced to the term. Like, I always knew what kundalini was, or I thought I knew what it was, but not in the way that I know what it is now. Like, the research that I've been doing these past couple days, it's only been two days, um, it's given me a brand new perspective on what I thought kundalini energy was. So, let me start off with what I thought it was. Um, Whenever I heard people talk about kundalini energy... I thought it was just some wacko um, things that people say. You know, just in the whole spiritual community, it's always something new coming up. So I didn't even know this was such an old Indian term that's ancient. That's where I'm looking for it. An ancient Indian term and an ancient Indian practice. I just thought it was, uh, here go these people with these terms and they talk about kundalini energy and for some reason I always compared it or when I thought about it I thought about sex (laughs) I don't know why but that's just kind of where my mind went like sexual energy but the more that I'm getting an understanding of it the more I see that it's serious so um the definition on google of kundalini is it's a sleeping doormat no, a sleeping dormant potential force in the human organism. It is one of the components of an esoteric description of the subtle body. Subtle body, which consists of nadis, energy channels, chakras, which are psychic centers, prana, which is subtle energy, subtle energy, and bindu, drops of essence. I hope I said all those words right, but... That's what the Google definition is. And most people, when they um, speak about kundalini like yogis, because that's the best form to practice and to ignite your kundalini energy, which is pretty much like you igniting your chakras. And we have more chakras than I thought. So before, I always thought we only had seven chakras. But now it's come out that we have around a hundred and... 12 or something something in those numbers it's a hundred and something numbers of chakras a lot a lot of different energy centers in our body which when i when i think of a chakra i like to think of in an energy vortex it's just swirling energy puckets in our body and i mean if you really think about it that's like for people that might be like oh that's some wacko stuff if you really think about it chakras Um, it makes a lot of sense. Like if you start reading into them, each one and what each of them mean and 
learning how to clear your blockages to allow the energy to flow through. And I feel like you really understand that when you do yoga. Because when you're doing yoga, you're so connected to your body. And the energy in and around your body, you understand that where attention goes, you feel things that you've never felt before. And just because you can't see them doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So with yoga, you're breathing and you're stretching and you're focusing on certain bones and muscles in the body. And the more attention you give to the inside of your body, you realize that the inside of your body is an entire inner city. Like it's an inner engine that's going on within there. That's why it's important to take care of it and mainly just to give it your attention to awaken maybe some of the dead energy that was in some of your parts of your body so all the energy can flow through freely and abundantly. So pretty much with Kundalini, it's about unlocking all of your chakras, all of your energy centers to reach this state where the body is pretty much free um, as an energy field. So you... It's um, another way to an enlightenment, I've heard. But you pretty much are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, enlightened, that's the best word I could, that's the, that's the best word I could think of is when you start practicing kundalini and you really do activate your kundalini within your body, you become enlightened. And that's why Sadhguru, I don't know if any of you know of him, I'm pretty sure you do if you're listening to my podcast, but Sadhguru he was saying that it's very dangerous for people to practice kundalini on their own because once you start in that realm of practice, it will completely turn your world upside down. And I don't doubt that because even when it comes to spirituality and um, non-duality and things of those nature, when I, I listen to a lot of non-duality lectures, they talk about that the fact that we don't want this. When they talk about we, they're talking about... Um, the eyes i am taylor like we talked about in the first first week's episode i am taylor you are whoever that doesn't want the realization enlightenment or whatever to happen because that means the end of it which means the end of all labeling and separation which means that you are completely in immersed in a non-dualistic way and i know a lot of people that could freak them out like what the what you mean like your whole construct of reality becomes broken down. And he was saying that if you practice Kundalini without any instructions or anything, it it can, like, destroy your world. And a lot of people don't come back from that. So that's why it's better to gradually work your way there. But if you feel like you're ready and you feel like you're ready for a radical transformation and to become, quote, unquote, enlightened, then definitely start practicing kundalini energy but i know for me personally i'm very self-aware and i know that to have a shock of just straight non-duality uh awareness of the world i mean since i won't exist anymore or i won't exist in a way that i think i will i don't know how that part of me will react to um the new change I, I mean I don't know it's so many unknowns that even hearing him say it it was like okay I'm not gonna touch that I'm just gonna leave that alone because I don't wanna 
you know, turn on something that I can't turn off. And now, even though I have an inner sense that this isn't real and this is all a dream, but to have that really be blown in my face. But who would know? And, and, and that's where non-duality comes in because it says, okay, if all of these things happen and the only reason why there's separation is because there's a me inside that believes that I am sitting on a chair and there's all these different distinctions within this world, but the me is creating all of these distinctions. Like without the thinking mind, if I just looked at my world, it would just be observation and it would just be looking and movement. But once the, once the thinking mind comes in, the thinking mind separates. So if if there was an enlightenment and the body reached this total energy shift and all of my kundalini was activated, who would be there to know? And that's, that's why I think that for me on this spiritual journey and on this spiritual quest, I find it difficult around some of the uh, topics because... I want to experience oneness and union with God and non-duality. But also, I really enjoy the fact that all of this is being experienced. And I, as the, as the experiencer, can label and name all of these things. Because it, it allows me to interact with this experience. So, I don't, I don't know, like... And people who have, who say they've activated their kundalini energy, they still seem like regular humans to me. Like, there's nothing, I mean, maybe they're more, you know, calm and they have more spiritual wisdom and things of that nature. But they don't seem like they're not there. Like, it still seems like there's something in the body that understands that there's a dualistic experience going on. Or maybe to them, there's not. Maybe to them, the, the energy of the body is just being expressed. But to me, I'm because I'm still living in a very dualistic world, when I look at them, my mind automatically places the character inside with the body outside. And I'm saying that's two. It's somebody inside and there's a thinking mind. They're having thoughts and they're the people that's speaking and doing all of these things. But then there's also the body and the body that functions off straight energy already. Because our body is automatically in the flow of the energy. Our, our body is automatically doing what the energy says to do. There's no way to stop it. Like I've gotten so many cuts and bruises on my hands and it fascinates me every single time to just watch the healing process. Because I have nothing to do with it. I'm just sitting there day by day looking as I become more and more healed. And I think that that's amazing. And I love it. But it really shows me that. Like I said, the spirit is moving through the body regardless. So for. But uh, like Sadi Guru was saying. Um. We're using seven. He said, did he say seven? I think he did say seven. He said we're using seven of our chakras right now. And that's all we need to have this basic human experience right now. All we need is seven chakras. And we have 144. So just imagine where you could be or who you could be. And I know Sadi Guru, he said that 
um, at one point in his life when he was younger, he didn't sleep much. He said he would only sleep for like three hours a day. He said that was enough for him. Like he didn't need to sleep more than that. And he was still able to have so much energy to do the things that he wanted to do. I love Sadi Guru. He's a really cool, cool, cool guy. Um, so I'm probably going to be referring to Sadi Guru a lot on this podcast. Just because, like I said, he's a really dope dude. Like seriously, super dope. Um... But yeah, I'm just now getting started into Kundalini energy. I'm just now figuring out what it's all about. I'm going to start studying it more and learning how to activate more centers of energy within my body so I can be the best me that I can be. And I really want to get into my spiritual side. And I feel like the more I talk about my spiritual side, the more that I'm becoming okay with the unknown. Because before it was just... Like, ah, spirituality. And I don't know, even thinking about spirituality, it's like, ah, it was just something else other than religion. But now it's becoming way more of a deeper term than me because spirituality really talks about the unknown, the what we can't see. And I know that there's a world that exists that I can't, I can't see with these five senses, but that doesn't mean this world doesn't exist. So it's mainly right now getting in touch with that world and learning all I can about that world while seeking union with God in a very, very earnest way. And keeping it slow but gradual, because like I said, for me, personally, I feel like when people experience an awakening or whatever, they're like off of this plane, they're on a different plane, they're on a different um, planet where the energy is different, like the energy here is very dense. So I wouldn't, I ha- I just made a TikTok video about this about like releasing attachments. I think I think that's the hardest thing for me. It's just releasing my attachments to what I know and who I know and like having to write those off as unreal or not true or just leaving them behind. I know the reward for it will be amazing. Um I I can just already imagine. I can only imagine that the reward for it will be amazing. But it also really scares me. The unknown really does scare me, and I'm working to get out of that space where the unknown scares me, and I'm working to get in a space where I'm excited and I'm welcoming the unknown without fear. And I'm really just working on changing my fear to curiosity when it comes to all of this energy stuff. But right now, I'm really trying to learn as much as I can about Kundalini energy, and I will keep you guys updated. You already know, but I'm going to call this Kundalini Part 1 because I don't know how many parts it's going to be, like, and, and it's not going to be a weekly thing. So next week, I'm not going to be talking about Kundalini energy. It's more so the more I learn, the more I'll bring back to you guys, but I want to keep it in parts. So one, I could see my progress from this video where I'm just now learning about it. I don't really know much about it, but I'm very interested and curious to maybe video, I mean, not video, <laughs> maybe podcast 200 I'm a year in, and I'm really working with this energy, and I can talk to you guys more about it. So, that's pretty much it. So, like I said last week, I'm going to be ending all my podcasts with a song. And this song this week, I feel like, goes with just the whole energy theme. And I love this song. I've been listening to it a lot lately. So, definitely, this is going to be Kid Cudi Frequency. Make sure you all subscribe to my YouTube channel. The Taylor Experience. Uh, go follow me on TikTok for daily spiritual content at Trippy Bliss Thirteen, and I love you all so much. See you next week. Boom.
girls, couple stories and a couple shoes, huh? Couple girls, couple stories and a couple shoes, huh? Couple clubs and I'm in the zone, running to the party home, took it in the groove, wet sex, passionate in the dark tomb, in the dark tomb, in the twine inside and hold tight, never letting loose, wet it up. Couple girls, couple stories and a couple shrooms. Couple girls, couple stories and a couple shrooms. Couple girls, couple girls make a nigga feel less alone. I trust them, my riders. Easy, my frequency.